0: Series entitled "Rise." We're in part six of this series. Won't hold you long today. Um, Want to look at First Peter chapter two? We know that Peter is dealing with a society uh, that is hostile. Um, people are be- Christians are being persecuted. Uh, injustice is being is prevailing, and 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 it seems like the the wicked is prospering. Amen. Looks like it looks it looks bad. And throughout this series, I told you from last message that we're moving from principle to practice. You understand who you are in Christ. That's the that's the first step for a believer, for for any growing believer to understand your position in Christ, that you are no longer uh, outside of the winner's circle, the winner's circle, but you are in the winner's circle. The only way that you get out of the winner's winner's circle is if you are living or practicing sin or mental attitude sins. Oftentimes we sin with our minds. We don't see it, but we think it. We don't do it, but we think it. And Peter now comes to the point uh, where he instructs them now on their not only their position, but their conduct. Um, Understanding this dual citizenship. Understanding that with dual citizenship, Comes responsibility. So let's look at it. Uh, First Peter chapter two, verse thirteen. It says be subject for the Lord's sake Mm. to every human institution. Notice he said human institution. Whether it be to the emperor, I'm reading from the ESV, as supreme or to governors as sent by him to punish those who do evil and to praise those who do good. For this is the will of God, that by doing good, you should put to silence the ignorance of foolish people i want to talk about this morning dual citizenship and authority last week we talked about dual citizenship and your testimony today we're going to talk about dual citizenship citizenship and authority I hope by now you realize that you are no longer a citizen of this world. That since your conversion to Christ, you have a dual citizenship. God positionally has saved us. Your eternal passage has been secured. Thank God for that. That should be a shouting moment right there. We at death will go to heaven, Satan is defeated. He no longer has dominion over you. And if you feel like he does, then you have given up some ground in your life. God sent Jesus Christ to hang on a cross, to take our sins and pay the ultimate price so that you and I will have a secure future. But know this we are not of this world. And even when we see all of the mayhem and crisis after crisis, and we may even ask the question where is God? God has set up a system, amen, and he is in control. Tell your neighbor, he's in control. We are the object of his love. And with volition, the word volition means choice we all have a choice to make. We all have to realize that even though we're not citizens of this earth, we have a dual citizenship. We have more of a responsibility to the kingdom than we do the world. But we have to make the choice how we respond to the governing Authorities. Many people have asked me. Pastor what. What is. What's your take on this. Injustice. Racism. Classism. All this other stuff. And I said, I always say to them. My take is. Whatever the word says. That's my take. I, I, I don't put. I don't put a question mark where God has put a period. Are you with me? I take the word for what it is. Satan, saints, is the enemy of human freedom. When God fashioned the human freedom, he also designed multiple systems to protect that freedom. Listen to this. Freedom cannot exist without authority. Freedom cannot exist without authority. Nor can authority exist without freedom. You see, there must be a balance because freedom without authority is tyranny what is tyranny cruel or obsessive government or rule say one more time if there's not a balance between freedom and authority it becomes a tyranny God has, and I want you to write these terminologies down, okay? My, my introduction is going to be a lesson in a lesson, all right? God has what's called, number one, a divine establishment, divine establishment. That is God's system of authority. So God's system of authority is made up of four things. God's divine establishment is the ideal system for authority. As a matter of fact, in God's divine establishment, it sustains human freedom. The only way that we're free to do anything is because of God's divine establishment. In that divine establishment, God organizes the human race. Here's what he does. Number one, in this divine establishment, there's people. There's marriage. There's family. And then there's government. And for each one, God has a system of authority. For the person, it is volition, free will. That's the principle of authority. In marriage, there is the husband. For family, it's parents. And for government is whatever form of authority it was established by. Within the divine establishment now of person, marriage, family, government, it can only operate, write this down, second thing, it can only operate if humility exists within the divine establishment. Humility is the link that human virtue, that that behavior of voluntary obedience to authority. This ties freedom and authority together. What is that? Humility. So within God's divine establishment, the only way that the authority can operate is if humility exists within those systems. You can't be prideful and want to be a parent. Amen. You can't be prideful and want to be a husband. You have to operate in humility. We can't love God and people if we don't possess humility. And without humility, we are unteachable and unreachable. The other thing that holds it all together is integrity. So, within the divine establishment of people, marriage, family and government there exists number one what? Humility. And number two what? Integrity. Arrogance affects authority. Arrogance turns legitimate governmental systems into a system of evil. Through arrogance, a republic like America, which is ruled by the best of the population for the common good, turns into what's called a democracy. You with me? A, de- a democracy ruled by the worst of the population for their own good. Are y'all follow me on this? Under a democracy... See, you can have a family that's a democracy, that's ruled by people of arrogance. Listen to this. Under the democracy, selfish and arrogant people lead. And this is where we get injustice, police brutality, racism, classism. And all the other things that you see happening. I'm trying to bring a biblical viewpoint for you today. A divine viewpoint for you to understand that God is the one who establishes all authority. So it's not something that some race has made up or some person has thought about. No, God has established it, but because of the fallen nature of man and ignorance and and, 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 and ignorance and arrogance and the lack of humility, it corrupts it, and now this is why we are where we are. Listen to this. With freedom comes responsibility. I'll talk about freedom next week. How can a Christian, though, live in this system until his or her departure from Earth, glad you asked. Let's look at it. He says, "Number one, I want. I want to make a disclaimer here. Remember this: whoever you're under, as far as authority." If they cause you to violate God's word, then you do not stay under that authority. That's the only thing that exempts you as a believer from submitting to that authority. Does that make sense? I'm going to tie that in the end. Watch what he says in verse, verse 13. He says, but be subject for the Lord's sake. See that? The word, the, the word submission, upotasso, it, it not only means to be under, but it means obedience. Um, Peter is saying, I know you're being mistreated, but I want you to remember God's divine establishment. That even though it's being ran by people who are arrogant and ignorant. You have a responsibility first to God and not to them. Secondly to them, but firstly to God. But watch this. Remember in the divine establishment I said people and volition, you have a choice. So the so what Peter understood, he said he understood that choice. But what Peter is saying, listen, here's the deal: I want you to change how you look at this thing. I want you to look at it as not to them, but to who? For the Lord. So the first thing I see is spiritual submission. How do we deal with the authorities? They think you're submitting to them, but they don't really know the reason why. And that's why you say, if it had not been for the Lord, I would have told you off a long time ago. If it had not been for the Lord, I would not still be in this marriage. I would not still be in this church. I would not still be, come on somebody, in this job I've been Going through all this hell, all this time. But watch this. The longer you remain, the more God shines. Submission is required as long as it does not involve violation of the law of God. Spiritual submission. You do it for the Lord, saints. And here's how, here's how I can do it for the Lord. Watch this. When I think about what He has done for me, people tell me I'm tired, Pastor. You don't understand. I'm tired. I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. I'm being sick and tired of this job. I'm sick and tired of people talking me crazy. I'm just sick and tired. I want to be emancipated. But I want to tell you something: If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. And no matter how much testing you go through, because remember, you're going to go through people testing. You're going to go through authority testing. You need to know that you can look evil in the eye and submit because the Lord is on your side. The battle is not yours, but spiritual submission means that I'm not looking at this thing through the lens of hate. But through the Lord's eyes. When I think about all that Jesus endured and how he submitted to the authorities, even when he was wrongly accused, he submitted. Paul submitted. Come on, somebody. John submitted. Daniel submitted. You see, we may not like what's going on. But we're not citizens of this earth. Watch this. He says, do this. Be subject for the Lord's sake. To who? To what? To what? To, ah, oh, don't read too fast. Every. Every. Not just the one that you choose. Oh, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be submissive because, because you're talking good to me now. I'm a, I'm gonna make your breakfast. I tell people all the time in my counseling sessions. I said, no matter how mad my wife is at me, Amen. The one thing I can be assured of, and and that's where it stings too. Amen. When I wake up in the morning and I get ready, my breakfast is ready. When I come home midday for my lunch, my lunch, even though she's upset, she's still submitted to me. But watch this. But because she loves me, she can separate the offense, hallelujah, from her love for me. And a lot of you find it hard to do that. If I'm mad, I ain't doing nothing for you. I ain't fooling with you. I ain't submit to you. I'm going I'm to talk crazy. Some of you go to work like that. And you wonder why you jump from job to job. You have a submission issue. You are representing Christ. But here's the thing. So there's spiritual submission. But the next thing is there is selective submission. <laughs> They are God's agents. You remember that. He says to every human institution, to every human institution, whether it be to emperor as supreme or to governors. So he's saying you got one level and you got another. Listen, you got your national level and you got your local level. He says to governors as sent, as sent by who? By Him. The word there sent means God has dispatched that person, He has thrust them into that position. Every means government, family, marriage, work, school. Wherever, see, I got people who like to argue with authority. I know people like that. No, 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 no. If you're always at odds with someone in authority, baby boo, you got a submission problem. There's some pride that's set up inside of you. And it's not going to go well for you because guess what? You have to rise. You have to realize that you have a dual citizenship and you have a responsibility to the Lord. Listen to this. You ought not to be afraid, but don't be arrogant. Remember humility. I'm going to get to the bosses and stuff later. Watch this. Remember God's divine establishment. You, government, family. No, I'm sorry. You, marriage, family, and government. Sent every human institution. Every human institution that has established something with authority belongs to God. And he says, you don't just pick and choose who you want to submit to. They are agents of God. Sent by God according to Romans chapter 13. According to Romans chapter 13. Anyone in authority is a minister of God. Sent by God. We may not like their actions. Because of their arrogance. But we are still. have We still have to keep ourselves in the will of God are you with me arrogance and the lack of in the lack of humility corrupts government family you marriage most marriages you know what it is it's a, it's a fight for the will who's going to submit we don't have to figure out who's going to submit because there's already an order already set in place. Now it's called mutual submission, but but remember there is an authority figure there, and God has divinely establishes it as the husband. uh Oh, I'm, I'm back there again. I, I, I remember. Remember now, if it causes you to violate God's word, we stand against it. He says verse fourteen, okay, right there. I did the A part, let's do the B part. B part, he says, he says, or, 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 or to governors? I and look at their purpose. As sent by him, by who? How is God gonna get your attention? If I just If Sister Hunt and I would have just let these kids just do whatever they want to do. Cater to them without accountability. Because, you know, you got beaten when you were a child, so you don't want to repeat the same thing. But you know what? That beating as a child, it made me what I am today. It gave me an understanding that you don't test the waters. Certain things you just don't do. See, and it started the moment you were born. So now being born again. God gives you your pastor as your spiritual father so you submit to him and every now and then he has to discipline you and then when you leave here you go outside you got the cops you go to another place you got your boss you go home it's your husband if you're single it is the Lord. Hello somebody. Watch this. Watch this now. He says they were sent for what? To punish those who do evil. And praise the people. You know what? I can't believe I used to. You know when you were not saved. You, you, I, you just don't like the polar. You're, you're like nobody in authority. Why? They're not there for your evil. If you're doing good. If you're doing good. They're going to praise you. Amen. But remember now. Arrogance corrupts the position. Watch this. He says to punish those, God will use them to execute justice and protect your freedom. So God has given them to us. So the next thing is you have to do you have to see is this the servants sent by god for punishment or praise for what listen those who submit will be praised again a person should submit to the world's ordinances as long as they do not require disobedience to God's ordinance. The people, the person who's doing evil, they're the ones that are afraid of the authority. Why why are we so scared of cops? Right? Because we... the climate and, and and time has proven that, and and we know that there has to be a reshifting and a restructuring of the police, uh, you know, departments and things like that. But, but in all actuality, saints, they're the ones that are supposed to be protecting us. Are you with me? And just because they're not doing their job right now, not all of them now, all of them does not mean that we put all of them in the same category because if something go wrong at your house right now. who you going to call? You ain't calling ghostbusters. You're calling the police. And what I'm saying is, you have to look at these men and women that are out here serving matter of fact, Yesterday, one cop got killed in San Marcos, Texas. A guy was literally who ambushed him. He had on protective gear. And he was in his house. And he did a, and made a 911 call to lure the cops in to kill them. He killed one. Oh, and then. He turned the gun on himself and killed himself. Saints, that's not what our dual citizenship is all about. But what I'm saying is that God is saying to us that we ought to look at the authority. I believe that many of us have an issue with authority. We do. But what we have to do is change the way we think and look at this situation with biblical eyes. They are servants of God for punishment and for praise. Now, he goes on in verse 15, I'm to close. This is this. Is, let me say this: these principles are not made up. It's plain; it's in the Word. I know you're reading it, and you're like, "Dag, I didn't know that." Man, is that awesome? Yes, we have to change the way we think. If we don't think biblically, if we're thinking any other way, it will not work. So he says, verse 15, for this, what is, what's the this for? What's the this? What are you talking about? What's he saying? Submit to every human institution, to all the governing authorities. That's what he said, to emperor and governors. He says, he says, watch this, he says, Because their job is to be the punish or praise. He says, for this. Somebody's been saying, man, I want to do the will of God. Do you know as a believer, you can be walking outside of the will of God? Do you know as a believer, you can become so immune to not walking the will of God. It's your will now. Hello, but but I rather do his will and Lord you know how much we suffer and listen if you think suffering for your color is one thing try suffering for your faith because I told you at the beginning of this series if you're going to rise you got to remember we have no color we, have, we don't see color we don't see I do believe black lives matter I believe white lives matter I believe all lives matter. I do believe that. And when I've done my investigative research, I found out that black people have been, watch this, seriously targeted and mistreated in this country. But I'm saying, where are the Christians? Hello, somebody. Who will rise and stand together and say, let's walk this journey together. Because we are no longer part of a class, color, or anything like that. For we are Christ's. We belong to Christ. And yeah, I know what I'm saying may sound superficial. Or it may not be applicable to your situation. Or you may say, you know what, that don't apply to me. But it does apply to you. It does. It does. I would rather stay in the will of God. I know it's tough. I know you've endured hardship. But I want to tell you something. I would rather serve God in his will than stand outside of his will. Because when you stand outside of the will of God, you are no longer in the winner's circle. Therefore, you no longer have what I call divine protection. You are now under divine punishment. And divine punishment comes in two ways, you see. Divine punishment comes from Satan. And it comes from self-destruction. And so watch this. Self will fool you into thinking that you're doing the will of God. When in all actuality, you're outside of the will of God. And when you're in the will of God, it means you have to do things you don't want to do. But God, I pray you change my heart, Lord. Help me not to be so stubborn that I will not listen to anybody in authority, that I will not submit myself to whatever I have to submit myself to for your sake, God. Keep me, oh Lord. Keep me. Could it be that this is the will for colored people right now? God wants you to submit to him and endure so that by enduring, change will come. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. For this is the will of God, that by doing good, you should put to silence that word. That people use for colored people. That's what ignorance is. But it ain't just for colored people. It's for anybody who have a lack of information. Ignorance. You can silence the ignorance of, look what it says, of what kind of people? Job. When his wife came to him and said, boo, you done been through a lot. You done suffered. Look at you. You got, you got scabs all over you. <laughs> You're looking bad. You lost everything. Why don't you just curse God and die? Job's responsible. you sound like one of those foolish people. You know what? The word foolish means mindless. It means unwise. they still, see, what the word of God helps us to do is not hate. But change our perspective on people. The cops, I don't hate them. I just say they're unwise. They're foolish. When they do foolish things. Amen. From the top to the bottom. I love how the God's word is. It does not let us move out of impersonal love. Which we're supposed to have for everyone. Why did the Bible say love your enemies? I'm just asking. I'm on the road right now. Watch this. I don't know why the Bible said, why Bible says love your enemies. Pray for those who despise. Come on now. But submit to those who are in authority, who are mistreating you. Come on. Everything is the opposite because God knows you got to separate the person from the nature. And if the person is a fallen nature and if they're unbeliever, then it's our job to live a life such a way that when we silence them, we can witness to them. Are you with me? As long as they are not causing us to violate God's word, we owe it to submit so that we can, by our behavior, come on now, we're in First Peter chapter 2. First Peter chapter 3 says, so that by your behavior, you can win them to the Lord. I told you earlier, my wife, who in spite of, and let me just say this. When, when she make my food and I go eat it, I got, I'm under a lot of conviction. Because <laughs> I'm like, dang, I know I wouldn't do this. But thank God that she showed me that personal love. What love really is. There's no conditions attached to it. But let me tell you something. While I'm eating that food. I got so much conviction. Because I realized man. She's still being good to me in spite of. And that's what I call submission. She respects the office. But it's done in love. He says by doing good. We can. You want to shut a fool up? You want to shut a fool up? Do good. Do good. Your personal feelings. You, write this down somewhere. Write this down. This is gonna out you here, man. Your personal feelings should not trump the will of God. Your personal feelings should not trump the will of God. Staying in the will of God means we submit to every human institution for the Lord's sake. That we prayerfully ask God by way of the Holy Spirit to give us the strength to endure racism. To endure injustice. To endure the abuse of power. To endure brutality and hatred. We submit for the Lord's sake. Never forgetting we represent someone greater. To agree. Like Daniel. He submitted to a pagan king. As a matter of fact. He rose to power. Watch this. Until. Until. Until he was told, you have to bow down and worship this statue. He said, nope, ain't doing it. Amen. He said, nope, ain't doing it. Can you believe in China right now? They are protesting. They want a democracy. They want their freedom. The younger generation is rising up, and they say they want. So they had these writings. They had these these little papers, eight and a half by eleven paper. They they had to write, "Let us free, free us!" Right. And so the the, the communist China, if they see them with that sheet of paper, it it caused them to go to jail. They had Bible verses on some of them. They go to jail for it. So guess what they did. They came out now peacefully, and they put up a blank paper. (laughs) Now what the authority is going to do? They're peacefully asking for their rights. Watch this. Daniel was told, you got to bow down and worship this image. He says, I ain't doing it. They blew the trumpet. Daniel said, I ain't doing it. Daniel went all the way, him, Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They all went into the fire. They were thrown into the fiery furnace because they were asked to violate God's word. That's the only time Daniel did not submit. But in his submission, he got freedom. He submitted to God and in that in that fiery furnace Daniel was not touched what if we were to submit for the Lord's sake when you get on the highway what do you do you merge right You're riding on a side of the road called the on-ramp, coming in toward the freeway. And you're going to merge into what's called traffic. Now, it would be to your betterment to slow down and look back before entering the highway because of the cars that's coming. You are the one who is going to need to adjust. They have the right of way. God has the right of way. He's moving along with his plan for your life. But you have to merge into his plan, not your plan. You have to blend in with what he's already doing. So your actions and your plans must yield to his will. For your life to move ahead. So you can't want one Bible verse one week. And want to throw away the other Bible verse when things get tough. We may not like what this administration is all about. Police brutality, racism, classism. But remember, when you look at it, it's really a reflection of society. Does our country honor God fully? No. So we can't say that may, we can say this. Maybe this is Babylon. (laughs) And maybe we're exiled into this foreign land as Christians. And as Christians, while we're in exile, we can silence foolish people by doing Good. The other day, sister Hunter and I went in the store, and we had our mask on. I can't breathe, and I, I believe that man. I believe what it stands for is right. Black lives do matter. Yeah, and it's not a militant thing. It's a right thing, peacefully. They said, what did your mask say? I said, can't breathe. I can't breathe either. That was yesterday. She said, oh, I can't breathe either. Ha <laughs> ha, hey, hey, you to see his mask. He said, it can't breathe. Some people don't know. I told my wife, she have no clue what's going on. She thought I was making a joke about I really can't breathe, a, a statement on my mask. So I don't fault anyone. You see, here's the thing. There's some people who just don't know. Because they choose not to know. And I don't fault her for that. It was innocent. It wasn't like a, I don't, you know, I was like, man, isn't that something? And so my point is this. How do we rise up out of this? I keep saying it. Christians, you have a responsibility how you live. And if you live for him. It's not going to be easy all the time, y'all. Seriously, it's not going to be easy. People are upset because of this and because of that, and they're, they're upset because, you know, people are voicing their opinions and things like that. That's why we have freedom of speech. But don't, oh, that's next week. I'm going to talk about freedom next week. But I want it to be known as a church, vision church, talking to the members of this church, how I see it as your pastor. I'm going to submit. They pull me over. Yes, sir. No, sir. Yes, sir. No, sir. And by my submission, and even if, now listen, I'm a little temperamental. And I pray the Lord really keeps me in a place of humility. That's the answer to arrogance. So that if I'm put in a situation, be it, you know, and it's not just I'm talking about anything, my, my, in my marriage, with my kids, all that kind of stuff. Here's the thing, that my, with my humility, I can do some good. Amen? We have to get the hate out of us. You can't hate and love God at the same time. And so I encourage you today... To understand your dual citizenship of authority. Amen.